0: heaven is real and we are really going there one day possibly soon but we need to be reminded i think daily that our lord comes that we are seated with him in the heavenlies this very moment by virtue of who we are in christ our position this very moment it may not feel like it it may feel like you're positioned in a nice comfortable pew but in the mind of God the father and that is whose mind matters is that we the body of Christ we are in him he is seated at the right hand of the father we're in him not in Adam aren't you glad this morning our relationship is no longer with Adam it is with Christ and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, positionally, you and I are presently there this very moment in Christ Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Folks, that is victory that we can claim. And that's what we need to constantly be reminding the enemy when doubts and fears assail that you're in Christ. The victory has already been won. When the enemy comes against you, you remind him when those struggles crash in around us, when those difficulties present themselves and you feel like that you're losing the battle, just remember the war has been won. The battle is already won spiritually, you are in Christ, seated in, your, in the heavenlies this very moment. And what we're about to study here, what we're about to share, I think is one of the most uh, misunderstood Bible doctrines there is. And that is our position in Christ, seated in the heavenlies this very moment, and our identification with Christ. And see, and it's on that basis of our identification In Christ, that we know that all the blessings, that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, and we're going to be talking about what those spiritual blessings are, but we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings, the victory is already ours, the war has been won the enemy Satan doesn't have a chance greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world and when he comes against us we just need to remind him of that fact of who we are in Christ you hear people all the time talk about well I'm just doing the best I can in the Christian life well folks doing the best you can is never enough it's never enough uh having the attitude well i'm just trying to live the christian life if that's your attitude you need to know satan wins every time see the attitude needs to be i am in him he is in me he is victorious i win satan get thee behind me see that's where the victory is is understanding exactly who you are in christ jesus The enemy does not stand a chance. See, it's not working, it's not serving to satisfy God. You need to understand, that's been done. That's accomplished. God the Father is satisfied completely, totally with God the Son. And you're in Him. And in from God's perspective, in God's mind, you are seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus this very moment. Folks, I can't tell you, I can't describe to you, I can't begin to emphasize to you the importance of embracing that fact, that you are in Christ Jesus. Mission accomplished. Christ did it. So our service now, and I, and I want to stress this as we begin, our surf, service now, our working for Christ, our serving God is not based on the fact that, that we want to earn God's favor. God's favor we have in Christ now we serve because we, have, uh, we love God, it's out of appreciation, it's out of knowing who we are in Christ. It is not out of, well, God's keeping a record, and if I don't live up to a certain standard, if I don't accomplish certain things, see, that's all religion. What we have is not a religion. What we have is a relationship, is a position seated with Christ in the heavenlies, Right this very moment, we are with Him. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Well, let's start with verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's not a future. That is a present position. That is not a goal to achieve, that is your position right now. As the body of Christ, as the elect of God, God elect during this present dispensation to use the church, the body of Christ, you you have been raised, we identify with Christ, we have been raised already. Yeah, we're looking forward to the rapture. We know there's going to come a moment in history. There's going to come a moment in our lives when we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and the reality of being in heaven is going to be something that we're going to look around and go, wow, this is glorious. And I was worried about death. Wow. And realizing that you're not there because of your own good works. Realizing you're not there because of your own deeds. Realizing as you bow before the throne of Christ Jesus that we're there because of Him and what He accomplished on our behalf. That's how I know that this salvation that we proclaim, this salvation that we preach is not, uh, is, is not a man. Because you want to know what kind of man's religion would foster and bring up. It'd be man working, man trying to accomplish something in order to satisfy God. But this salvation by grace through faith, and that none of yourselves is a gift of God, not a works list any man should boast. This is something that in God's wisdom, manifold wisdom, God declares, God designed, and God offers. And that's the salvation that we should desire. But he, he has raised us up together. He has made us sit together. And we need to see ourselves as God sees us. Now you say, but yeah, but in the flesh we have difficulty. Yeah, we do. Let me tell you about the flesh. Let me tell you how it works. This week, I had a terrible time with CenturyLink. Anybody ever had a bad time With an internet company and a phone company? Have they ever said we're going to be there guaranteed and then they never show up? And your communication, I got to get the bulletin done, we got this going on, we got that going on, there's work I need to be doing, I need the internet. Well, we made the move and I've even put, you look in the bulletin, our new phone numbers in the bulletin except don't try to call it. Because they were no show. And I'd even talked to them on Tuesday and confirmed that, yep, we'll be there Thursday. And so we waited, and we waited, and they didn't show, and they didn't show, and I finally called them, and I was nice to begin with. I called them, and they said, yes, Mr. like, we have you scheduled for July 3rd. What? What? That's not acceptable. And I went on to tell them exactly how unacceptable it is. Now, I, did, I was not ugly, I was not, but I was livid. I was, I was angry because Janet was expecting the bulletin. We, we didn't know if it was going to pour down rain, and I needed to let the congregation know what was going to happen with the, with the picnic. There was so much going on. And I just said, you don't understand. I need internet. And basically, they said, you really have a problem, and we're not going to fix it today. And I was angry with them. I, I was, But I was angry enough, especially when they said, well, Mr. Owsley, we're sorry uh, for the delay, but I've been authorized to give you a $25 gift certificate. I don't want your money. I want the service. I want to speak to your supervisor. And... They said, hold on one moment, please. And he came back on and said, the supervisor is on another call. And, but the good news is I've been authorized to give you a $100 gift certificate. I, are you trying to buy me? I don't want your money. I want service. And what is wrong with your supervisor? Is he too chicken to talk to me? Well, he finally came on the line. I think we're up to $1,000 gifts or tickets. No, no, we're not. But we should be. They owe me that much. But here, here's the point. In the flesh, I, I'm glad he didn't ask me, by the way, what kind of work do you do? I am really glad he didn't ask me that. I think I would have said I'm a piano player don't something. Yeah. I don't know what I would have told him. Well, No, I would not lied. But I'm glad he didn't ask me. But do you know what? That outburst, that anger did not change my position in the heavenlies of who I am in Christ. Yes, we slip, we fall, we trip, we make mistakes, but I am in Christ. And God the Father sees me in Christ. And nothing can change that. CenturyLink can accuse me all day of not being very nice. But to God, they can't bring accusation against me because of who I am in Christ. And I got to tell you, that security is so meaningful to me. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. But you know the worst part about being on the phone with them and really being irate, folks? I, I was outright. I irate. But after I hung up, using my cell phone, what was I complaining? I have a cell phone that will reach around the world, but yet I want this number. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. As soon as I hung up after being angry, I had to talk to a student uh, in New Jersey uh, about the grace of God. As he's going through things that differ and he has a lot of questions, so, okay. And then another individual was going to call me who has to, to um, speak to a good friend of hers whose son had passed away. And I knew she was going to be calling and asking me questions about different scripture that she can share. And it's like, you got to go from, to, you know, and to, from being really upset to being really spiritual. But you know what? God is faithful. Even when we are not, God is faithful. And my salvation was never at stake. My, sa- my blood pressure was, but not my salvation. And we are safe in Christ Jesus. Not deserving, folks, i got to tell you. Not deserving. But it's not about what I deserve or what you deserve. It's all about who we are in Christ when we believe in Christ there is a divine immediate divine intervention to make you to make me a new creation it's all about God's grace it's all about the work of Christ on Calvary's cross it's all about the work of the Holy Spirit baptizing us into Christ the moment we believe And those spiritual blessings in heavenly places are connected not to our behavior, not to our actions, but the fact that we are an heir of God, a joint heir of Christ. That's the truth of Christianity. That's the security we have in Christ. Should we get angry with CenturyLink? No. Should we think things that aren't nice? No. That's, we let the Holy Spirit control us and, and let the Spirit of God flow through us and use us to, in order to glorify Him. But even with all of that coming down on us, we are safe in Christ Jesus. Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Here's what God's Word tells us concerning our, who we are. Let's start with verse 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, the making of a son, the making of a child of God, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The relationship that God invites us to have with Him is a personal, intimate relationship where we can basically call Him Dad. We can basically refer to him as our daddy. I don't recommend you do that. He is God, the father. But it's still that same intimate relationship that God invites you to have with him. That we cry, Abba, father. The spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. So you need to understand that prior to you believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, your spirit is dead in sin and trespass. We're a trinity just like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We are, di- we are a trichotomy, but part of that trichotomy is dead, the Spirit. But the body is alive, the soul is alive, and in the soul is where the, that we have emotions, and we have logic, and we can think, and we can make decisions. And it's as the soul operates and believes that Christ died for his, our sins, was buried and rose again. When we understand that we're a sinner, the soul can tell you're a sinner. It can recognize the fact that you're a sinner. It is the Spirit that is dead. And the moment you believe, the Holy Spirit quickens that and makes you alive so that you can become a child of God. And the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit that which God has made alive, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Someone once said, ah, see, that is conditional. You have to suffer with Christ. But here's what we know from Second uh, Corinthians twelve twenty six: uh, When one member of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer right? And there are members of the body of Christ that are suffering all over the world this very moment. We need to lift them up in prayer. We need to make sure that we're praying for them. And, and, and that's the neat thing about the body of Christ. And You say, well, I've never really suffered. And I've got to tell you, I've really never suffered. I haven't been invited to some parties from time to time, but I've never really, I, don't, I haven't suffered. But folks, the body of Christ around the world is suffering. They are being persecuted. We need to be praying for those. That persecution may one day reach us. But the body of Christ is suffering persecution. And when one member of the body is suffering, we're all suffering. And Steve can attest to that with his feet. His feet's part of his body. And his his head's not hurting, but boy, his feet's hurting. So guess what his head is telling him? You hurt. You hurt. That's the way... It is with the body of Christ. And we are, if we're children of God, then we're heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ. And you say, well, what are all those spiritual blessings that, I'm, that I'll be gaining in heaven? Um, you tell me the blessings and all that Christ Jesus is inheriting, that's what you're going to inherit. You're part of that. You're a joint heir. You're a joint inheritor with Christ. But these blessings, as we're getting ready to look at them, uh, are yours to claim right now and to hold on to and and to show you just how victorious we are in Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. Oh, by the way, by the way, our blessings, our riches in Christ, our treasure is not earthly. It's not earthly sorry to all the prosperity preachers those who don't rightly divide who confuse israel's earthly kingdom hope and glory and blessings with the churches it doesn't work that way folks there is nothing more unscriptural than the name it and claim it crew because that's not what the bible teaches it's not what the bible says for us our blessings our benefits or out of this world but it's something that you can enjoy right now due to that peace that God provides through the Holy Spirit and as I said in the prayer a while ago I don't know whoever said this but boy is it true that salvation is not a goal to achieve salvation is a gift to receive And the benefits to that salvation are out of this world. God's Word teaches us that our citizenship is in heaven. Look at Philippians 3.20. Philippians 3.20. For our conversation or our citizenship, our manner of life, is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, "...who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself." Our salvation, every aspect of our walk with Christ, is all based on what he has done and what he is doing. That should just provide such comfort and such victory. Our attitude should be one of dependence upon him, not dependence on self and then disappointment in self, but realizing who we are in Christ Jesus. And before we look at all of those blessings, we need to make sure that we understand the blessings that we have in Christ, and not about cars, not about houses, not about money, not about fame and fortune. It's about things that are so much more important, it's things that are so much And we need to emphasize that all of these blessings that we have been blessed with in spiritual places are all tied to our identification with Christ. Without Him, there are none of these spiritual blessings. Without who He is, none of this would be realized by us. None of this could be claimed. It's all about our identification with Him. And next Sunday, we're going to be talking about our identification with Him. But we're going to be talking about in Romans, how it tells us that in, in Romans 6, I think it's around verse 12, it talks about the fact that we are dead in Christ. We're dead in Christ. And because we are dead in Christ, we're to reckon ourselves to be dead. 1 Corinthians talks about the fact that we have been baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit. That's the one baptism the baptism for this present dispensation. We are baptized. has nothing to do with water. has everything to do with the Spirit, that we are spiritually baptized into Christ Jesus and sealed into the day of redemption. 2 Corinthians talks about the fact that we've been made a new creation in Christ. Galatians talks about, talking about identification, and we're going to be talking about this next week. And Galatians talks about the fact that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. We've been crucified. We've, we've died with Him. We've been crucified with Him. We have been placed into Him by the Holy Spirit. Colossians, well, Ephesians tells us that we've been raised with Christ, so we've been, we've we're dead with Christ. We're crucified with Christ. Raised with Christ. We are ascended at the right hand of the Father. Wow. What a Savior. What a relationship. You tell me, does Buddha offer that? I don't think so. Does Allah offer that? I don't think so. No, I know so. They don't. This salvation is only offered through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all, through the God who is the true God. Colossians sums it up. Look at Colossians, and we are going to get to those spiritual blessings. But Colossians pretty well sums it up. Look, look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And again, these spiritual blessings have everything to do with being in Christ in our identification with Him. But Colossians chapter 2, verse 10 you are complete in Him. You are complete, nothing lacking. You are complete in Christ, which is the head of all principality and power, verse 11, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. You are buried with Him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God. That baptism is the baptism Christ was talking about in Luke 12, 50, about I have a baptism to be, it has to do with water here, it has everything to do with death, with death, being immersed into death. So you've died with Him. You have been risen with Him. Look at verse 13. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has He made alive together with Him having forgiven you all trespasses. Every sin you've ever committed, every sin you will, you will ever will commit are all under the blood of Christ. You stand before God perfect, complete in Him. I don't know about you, but that's the type of salvation I want. That's, that's the type of relationship that I want. Buried with him in baptism, you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of flesh, he's quickened together. Look at verse, uh, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Wow. Can it get any more secure than that? The ordinances that were against you. The ordinances that said you've sinned. See, by the laws of the knowledge of sin. All of those ordinances, all of those laws that were just piled up, that changed you, that weighted you down. Because of who we are in Christ, they have been dealt with. And because of your identification with Him, all those blessings in the heavenlies are yours to enjoy. Yours to enjoy. So now, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Let's talk about those spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Five times in the book of Ephesians. It talks about heavenly places or places on high. Three times it has to do with our position in the heavens. Two, it has to do where there are powers and dominions that exist. Some are looking into that glorious salvation. Some are regretting because they're defeated, but they're still in those places. But it all has to do with that ascended position that we enjoy Ephesians 1, who has. That is present possessive case. That is not, uh, not will happen, not a future event, uh, not conditional based upon your living up to certain standards. But it's all based on who you are in Christ. Remind the enemy of that when he comes against you. You are already seated in the heavenlies. You're already seated there in heavenly places. Well, what are these blessings? Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? Number one, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You are chosen. Part of what was chosen was the body of Christ. Aren't you glad this morning that you chose to be part of the chosen? Not sure who ever said that, but I like that. By faith, you chose to be part of the chosen. Just as God chose Israel to work through Israel, God in this present dispensation has chosen the church to work through it. And whosoever will, let him come. God's not willing that any should perish. And by faith, any person can come and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and become part of that elect body, the church. But here's what God has chosen to do. You talk about spiritual blessings. God has chosen to make you holy and without blame. You talk about a blessing. How many of you are, are without blame? I don't, I mean, don't, yeah. I mean, well, you can raise your hand because that's the way God's going to. Pre- Ephesians 5.27 says that it's Christ's role to present you as a glorious church, not having blemish, not having spot, not having wrinkle. You ask me, that is a blessing in the heavenlies that we receive. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. God chose you through Christ Christ to make you holy and without blame and you know you're not without blame you know you've sinned you know you have disobeyed God you know you've lived contrary at times uh, uh, to his word but Christ but Christ aren't you glad for him And he has taken upon himself because he was the Son of God. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. There's not a single person here this morning that God could say, this is Ralph Blaine in whom I'm well pleased. This is Serenity Glass in whom I'm well pleased. Uh Uh-uh. But as God looks at Ralph, he sees Christ Jesus. As God looks at serenity, he sees her in his beloved Son in whom he is well pleased. You talk about a spiritual blessing. That is chosen. Part of that elect. Because you chose to be part of the chosen by faith. And not only chosen, another spiritual blessing that you have, verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Predestinated. Predestination is strictly, totally pertaining to the saved. One of your spiritual blessings is that God has foreordained God has predestined that you the child of God who's been adopted into his family made sons really it's a totally different adoption process than what the adoption is today but basically this adoption is the making you sons or the children of God and he has saved you and he has predestinated you to be conformed to the image of his son And he who's begun his work in you will perform it. You are not gonna get in God's way of him carrying out his perfect plan and purpose in your life. I don't know about you, but I count that as a blessing. There are times I try to get in God's way. Wait, not purposely, not intentionally, but I know I do. But from God's perspective, the victory is already His. I am already predestined, foreordained to be conformed to the image of His Son. What a blessing that is. Predestined, adopted, made sons, made heirs of God. And all, the, all that Christ is going to inherit, all the glory that's going to come to Him, we're joint heirs that is that blows my mind i'm not capable of getting my finite mind around that glorious truth i'm not even sure of when we're in heaven that the full impact the full realization of that is is going to be fully known of all that we're going to be able to inherit because of who we are in christ Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. He has made us accepted. What a position. In whom we have redemption. I love that word. I love that word redemption. I love the word redeemed. Redeemed. To purchase back. In whom we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. And based upon what Rick Owsley has worked so hard to gain. No, that's not up there. It has everything to do with His grace has nothing to do with what I add to the equation. What a blessing that is. In whom, verse 13. Well, verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. There's another dispensation coming, by the way that in the dispensation of the fullness of times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things after the counsel of His will, that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. Look over Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 4 But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? Why? That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. That's God's purpose that in the ages to come it is the church the body of Christ the redeemed that the principalities and the powers and all of creation is going to be able to look upon the angelic creation everything and that's going to give God praise and glory because of what has been accomplished through Christ Jesus as a matter of fact real quick Ephesians chapter 1 look at um, let's we'll start with verse 19 Ephesians 1 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power see it's all about Jesus folks It's all about Him. It's not about us. It is about Him and His working in our lives. What a Savior. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our adoration. Verse 20. Which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places. And we've been seated there. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. I don't know what all that entails. I don't know what all that is about. But I know that their are powers. And Christ is high above all of that. for above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and he hath put all things under his feet talking about Christ and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That verse alone that last one causes me to want to fall on my face before God when I understand our role as the body of Christ is to make Christ all that God the Father entails him to be. That is mind boggling. You fill up Christ, He is the fullness, according to Colossians, He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Christ Jesus, you want to know God the Father? Look at Christ. Look at God the Son. In Him, we're complete. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we, the church, fill Him up. What a position. What a blessing. You have been blessed with all spiritual, not some, not most, All spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. You want something to name and claim? That's what you name and claim. There's nothing on earth that could even come close to the value of the unsearchable riches that we have in Christ. There is nothing worth sacrificing on this planet that could begin to replace What we have as members of the body of Christ, what we're going to gain. What you have gained. Victory in Jesus. Needs to be our theme song, folks. Needs to be our theme song. We've been adopted, we've been redeemed. We've been forgiven. One more, and we'll be done. We've been sealed. Sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. God has put His stamp. God has put His ownership upon you by the Holy Spirit of promise. God says, here's my earnest money. Here is my earnest to guarantee that these are mine and Satan, you can't have them. They don't belong to you. They belong to me and all the riches... All the glories of heaven are theirs. And here's my seal. And that seal is performed by the Holy Spirit of promise. You talk about a blessing. That is a blessing. No wonder in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ of who the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. You talk about a spiritual blessing. You can keep your riches. You can keep your money. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you, may we understand the seriousness of who we are in Christ. And how we identify with Him. Father, You cause us to be identified. It is Your work from hanging on the cross and shedding Your precious blood to every aspect of our salvation. You justify us. You glorify us. You sanctify us. You've redeemed us. You've forgiven us. Father, You have made us a new creation in Christ. Father, may we never lose sight of all that we have gained and those riches that are in glory that await. And Father, until that day you call us home, may we be faithful in our witness, may we be faithful in our walk, May we understand the price you paid in order to redeem us, to make us the children of God, the heirs of God, the joint heirs of Christ. And Father, may it be not out of necessity, but out of love and of appreciation that we serve you. Understanding that we have been bought with such, so great a price. That faithfulness, is the outcome of that. And we praise you, God. We praise you, Father, for that salvation. And it's in that name of Jesus Christ, that name that's above all other names, that we pray and ask these things. Amen.